Welcome to Jay's Corner. My name is Jay O. I am the certified financial planner. I'm also the author of Maximize Your Medicare, the published book. Jay's Corner is there to try to explain how certain financial matters work, to try to help you separate the signal from the noise, so that when something changes, you're not distracted wrongly, and instead, keep your eyes on the ball, which is tough to do given the way that we are given information. There's a free and paid newsletter. Go to jo.substack.com. There are two YouTube channels, Jay's Corner, as well as Maximize Your Medicare. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you digest your podcast. Be sure to leave your comments. Let's begin. How happy I was. I usually wake up at four or five with a complete panic of what in the world has yet gone gone undone this is not great this is not great let's just make i am making sure that you know as much is can be done correctly can is being done it's i screwed up this morning uh you know i'm terrible at streaming <clears throat> all right so we got an hour i'm going to try to keep it to an hour as usual I'm going to try to keep it to an hour as usual. Up on your screen, October 15th started the annual election period. Annual election period, Medicare's annual election period began on yesterday, which was October 15th. It runs through December 7th. Check your Medicare Part D plan. Re-examine Medicare Advantage plans. That's the bottom line. You can change an unlimited number of times through December 7th. Everywhere below this video are going to be text and links to get our free guidance. None of that's going to be a problem. You can also, as you can see there, uh, below in the text below my image, you can see the email address. Just send an email with 2023 AAP guidance. We'll be get, you'll get your spot on the queue. Instructions are going out today, okay, to uh, persons on the first steps and things like that. So for persons who are new here, uh, you know, you two things. Number one is if you're not on Medicare and you're assisting your senior parent and ladies, women, sorry, you know, I'm, there's certain things I'm not going to fix. And I'm going to try to fix people's misunderstanding about financial topics, financial principles. I can't fix other biases, right? Which is usually this stack of papers gets handed to the responsible adult female. And so as you know this, uh, and I'm not gonna be able to fix that overnight, but you need to remember that Medicare has a different language. The language is not the same as you think it would be. For paid subscribers to the Substack, so here's the subset, which is the which is the newsletter, okay? That that should be showing up on the screen, God willing. <clears throat> anyway, in addition to that, what you have on the channel or as part of your subscription to the Substack is this Medicare toolkit. And this Medicare toolkit is part of GH2 Unfiltered, sitting on here to give you an idea. And you don't have to watch every video. Right, but it, to give you an idea that people think, oh, well, all they do is this for Medicare. <laughs> I couldn't disagree with that more. In addition to that, what you see here in this featured post section here of the GH2 Unfiltered are 
There's a copy of the webinar, the, the live webinar I gave the other day, last week. There's also this additional part portion which has it to do with its relationship to financial planning. Critical. This is why you have to uh, you know, prepare in advance. There are tax implications here, everyone. And then in addition to that, you can get just get the pure PowerPoint slides as presented. All of that's yours as part of a GH2 unfiltered and paid membership to the Substack. You're not paying twice. Uh, I, but I know that there's some administrative this, that, or the other. You know, it is because there's no perfect platform for me to administer everything at once. In addition to that, the other day, and I'm going to stop there. Um, the last part that I'm going to say about Medicare is the following. So the other day, uh, I broadcast a video, a video about Medicare Advantage. And let's just see here. What's the best way to show it to you? Let's go here. Um, in here, what we have is New York Times rips Medicare Advantage carriers. And so this is the Substack itself, the newsletter. I was talking about this New York Times article, which where the <clears throat> Medicare Advantage carriers have been scrutinized, heavily scrutinized. The information isn't necessarily new. Followers to the Substack, followers to the YouTube channel. I've been implying this. I've left the breadcrumbs here already. Very complicated stuff. The, the reason is that, well, first of all, when healthcare is confused with health insurance, you, you, there's not going to be, a, there's going to be confusion. There aren't going to be positive outcomes, right? You've, you're asking your auto mechanic for whether or not Ford, General Motors, or Tesla stock is a buy. These are not the same topics. Subscribers to Jay's Corner already understand this, Right? We'll get to stocks for show bonds for dough in a few moments. In this newsletter, what happens on this video, I have already previewed it for you on this video. And to, and there's another video here, which actually, uh, it says it's been removed. It has not been removed. I actually rebroadcast it yesterday. Where did I rebroadcast it? Uh, I will, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna leave the link in the interest of time. Here's the issue. And the last takeaway is the following. It may not matter, right? In other words, this is not the situation when you find a stolen purse in for sale in the back of a pickup truck at the mall, okay? The, where you know it's contraband, okay? This one is, you know that that merchandise may have been gotten by wrongdoing, okay? In this situation, Medicare Advantage is federally regulated. So as a result, I'm always going to do my fiduciary responsibility, which is to find the best, most efficient package for every, every client, period. And that's your only standard. We don't, don't control what's going on in the background, right? Me as my fiduciary responsibility, I'm there to, to make sure that what is most fitting for you, period. If you think as a consumer that, okay, I don't like this stuff, this tangled web. I want no part of it. That's fine. 
There's Medigap available if you understand what you are doing. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money. That all said, I can be a pulpit, I can sit behind a pulpit and say, they shouldn't do this, they shouldn't do that. I get it. That that is reasonable. However, if the cost of your, your principles are going to cost you $1,500 plus a year if you're Mr. Perfect or Miss Perfect. Because Medigap is going to cost more. Medicare Advantage is going to put in other types of additional benefits. That's not my job to judge for you which one is best. It really isn't. This is why I one of the reasons that you probably have seen the videos here on this channel and Jay's Corner being a little spicier, right? A little saltier, right? Because this is why I don't agree with the idea that someone says, well, only this, only that. Never this, never that. I just can't buy into that, right? You're drinking a Kool-Aid that I just cannot, you know, sign up for because of the fact that if you're Mr. or Miss Perfect and you have never been sick and you're living on Social Security alone without retirement, without retirement savings, or if 8% inflation and if it continues on, continues to erode what is left, you need to think real carefully here, right? I never said that Medigap is the superior contract price insensitive. You will never hear me say, you will not hear me say at any price. This is a financial matter. Financial matter. So of course price matters. Of course price matters. Okay. That's it on Medicare. The individual health insurance enrollment period begins on November 1st. You're going to have 10% probably across the board. If I had to put one number to it, 10% price increase across the board. Put in my name on Google and Irma and, and investment strategy, et cetera, et cetera. You'll see lots of comments, other posts here on the Substack where I am talking about the interaction of all of these different topics. The point here is still, you know, it's not new. It's not new here, right? It is the fact that where I'm trying to go, where I'm trying to take you is the idea that these different rows here are being given to you piecemeal, row by row by row by row. That's also insufficient. Your point is the green. Your point is to get the most out of the total set of all of your rows. Can I explain each row at a level that other people cannot? Yeah. Am I going to apologize to you for that? No, no, I'm not going to apologize for that. Uh, you know, I, I have to apologize about my appearance and my nasal Midwest tone of voice. I'm not going to apologize for my technical command of each of the rows. No. So let's go on here because this past, you know, the last week, what did I talk about? I said last week that we could have all sorts of, you know, crazy. In other words, financial markets 
As most persons have known here on Jay's Corner to Newcomers Welcome, this, you know, I've got two mantras here if I had to for Jay's Corner. One is health insurance, not health care. Number two, stocks for show, bonds for dough. And what that means, what that ultimately means is the fact that you're in the cheap seats. And you're in the cheap seats for a large number of reasons. A lot of those reasons have to do with the fact, right, is the entire structure, the entire structure of what you've been told, right, is based off an incorrect understanding of the formula there, which I'm going to increase here. Let me see if I can put it put it in front. There we go. Uh, I didn't do it correctly. There we go. Right, that the entirety is resting on the fact that you've not understood that you've not been informed about this formula correctly. Right? For this is what Jay calls, in other words, your all the focus on the numerator, that makes you a citizen of numeratorville. I'm here to tell you again for the nth time, is that the denominator is so much bigger and so much more important and beyond what is being told to you that if you don't understand the denominator first, it is almost impossible to come up with the right NPV or, and now we're getting ripple effects on how the denominator is now flowing back up to and affecting the numerator. The fact of the matter is, it has happened to be that R, the denominator, has been so stable and declining, one-way train for decades as a result of coordinated central bank action, that you've blown it, the denominator off. It has also allowed wrong, wrongly formulated narratives to exist and be ingrained until now. And now all of a sudden, people are like, oh, what this guy was saying is that why are we, why is he talking about the bond market? Why is he talking about the bond market? Why is he talking about the bond market? Now you know, right? Now you know. And I think that most, the persons who have, you know, have watched, have known, have, have watched the, videos of which there are tons all under the same theme the facts the underlying facts about current events we're going to discuss the current events in a few moments are going to whip around the principle here isn't any different the fact that you're being told some other set of narratives to to fit something that doesn't look like this has to be questioned and as a result you've had all sorts of different results you'd have all sorts of different conclusions. You'd have all sorts of different twists and understandings of the narrative that you've been fed, the Kool-Aid you've been fed. Last week, uh, you know, you could see it here that I said, Roar, and does Jamie Dimon watch Jay's Corner? <coughs> you know, we talked about this last week. And the week we talked about this this last week about 
the state of financial markets as they are. And we're going to go talk about now what I've seen recently. Incredibly, incredibly, I saw this. Uh, no, I saw this. Yep. So this is Realtor.com. Realtor.com. To give you an idea about just the easy example of the cheap seats. Mortgage rates jump, delivering another shattering blow to the housing market. So if you look at shorts, the very first, you must be bleeping kidding me, short, right? Was about this mortgage person saying, well, the Fed doesn't control mortgage rates and that will have little effect. <laughs> oh my God. If, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry, right? I mean, it was never correct, right? The real estate market is the ultimate numerator bill. It's the ultimate numerator bill. Interest rates straight down. People need a place to live, pushing up NPV. This corner, right? Which is, you can see higher rates, dashing the dream, American dream of home ownership, all true for many buyers. There's more to come. There's more to come here, everyone. So, you know, I, this is, I don't believe in heroic prediction, right? You're not going to get a hero call from me necessarily. What you are going to get is a, a correction, a recalibration of the information you've been told. Let's talk about here. The immediate, pan, you know, it's immediate pandemonium, true, right? Because now you're, you can see what's going on. So Buyers who purchase a home are paying 80% more for the same house if, than the same time last year. 80% more. And now you can see it, right? Because as a result of the fact that you've been living under Numeratorville, that what ends up happening is it, an increase in R at the denominator. You see this one squared, cubed, to the fourth power, to the fifth power. The denominator starts exploding. So if interest rates move up by 1%. It's not a 1% you know, decline of NPV. No, it's a levered amount, a levered amount. And it can't, it, as clear as day, just go ahead and work it out for yourself. Put 1.1, you know, 1.01% under R and then change it to 0 0.02 and just work it out for three periods and you'll see how different the NPV is. So, you know, that's not, that is not a surprise. Here's kind of the issue. I don't like what's down out over here. So this is here, this is correct. Even if you speak to a lender in the morning, those prices may be outdated by the afternoon, says this person. He's a mortgage broker. And we're going to either talk about the media or the way that the, or the, what has been said here, how the housing market is responding. It's declining and NPV is down. Now, this is what I do not like. In addition, there's a very large spread between the veg fortune and mortgage rates. True. Unless they're closely aligned, the difference is important because give some wiggle room for mortgage rates. They could fall a little, stabilize or Rise, says Goodman. So Lori Goodman, shout out to her. At least she's open-minded to three different outcomes. Okay, so that's the positive here. It's very possible the Fed rate continue to rise while mortgage rates do not. 
I don't like this takeaway. It's possible. It's improbable. This person, right, is qualified in mortgages, in mortgage banking. I'm not going to dispute that, okay? However, this shows a lack of understanding of the mechanism, okay? I've been exp I have explained it in other videos here on this channel, okay? Your bank lends you money, let's call it $300,000. That mortgage loan is all very likely pre-sold to bond investors in one way or another. Pre-sold, okay? Now you're a bond investor. You're investing in governments, corporates, mortgages. One of those three. Those are the three sector, the three largest dominant sectors of the fixed income market. What this graph is showing you is the spread, meaning, I told you we'd get into the weeds quickly. I, I knew we were going to get into the weeds quickly here. So what you have here is that spikes the R. So in other words, when you see this spike here on the far right part of the screen, what that has effectively done is spike the denominator. So what has happened, the NPV, because of the fact that it's squared, because of the fact the denominator has squared, cubed, to the fourth, fifth, sixth power, is the NPV plunges. That's what you got. And the most important takeaway here is it's this spiking that drives mortgages, not the other way around, right? Because of the fact that the mortgage is sold, that's sold to a buyer. The buyer knows this graph, right? I promise you BlackRock, Fidelity, whoever, Vanguard, Bond Fund, right? Including the ETFs, you know, you can buy mortgage-backed ETFs. They're watching this. Of course they are. Why? Because that tells them how willing they should be to, to buy at the NPV, right? They're in the catbird's seat. They're understanding what this actually is. This, by the way, is the federal is a Federal Reserve database of kind of market prices by Fred here, uh, St. Louis Fed. And in here is a bunch of technical information here, and we're going to look at a couple more. Um, let me just see if I can find corporate bond rate. So here, in addition to that, it also is going to tell you something else about other parts of the market, about financial markets, not, you know, your shares of Twitter. This is talking about the high yield bond market, which is otherwise known as junk bonds. So what do you see here? So you can see it. I've talked about Jay's Rib Shack. Remember, I've been talking about Jay's Rib Shack because I don't have an opinion about, you know, some triple, some double B issuer, right? I'm just giving you a feel for 
very risky versus Apple computer, right? In the same way, right? You can understand someone's let R is the cost of money, the cost of borrowing here. So no one's lending money to Jay's rib shack at the same rate as Apple computer, right? Obvious, obvious. In the same way, what you see over here, what this is telling you, what this graph is showing you, this is showing you on a composite level where they're offering, or in other words, what this looks like for high-yield borrowers. In other words, non-investment-grade borrowers. And it, you can see it, it's rising. Candidly speaking, you can actually see that it's not rising that much, not given the dramatic increase in interest rates, right? In other words, what it's telling you is that the other, J, Jim's rib shack, Jill's rib shack, Mike's rib shack, that their rate of borrowing isn't increasing dramatically. It's increasing, right? Don't get me wrong, right? Because the risk-free rate is increasing. But the extra spread as a result of the fact that it's not Apple computer is not really massively increasing. The simple explanation is that the CFOs in the Treasury Departments of companies, right, they've been sitting on cash, a lot of cash. Why? For this day. For whatever, right, they've bought back stock, fine, they can, there are limits to the amounts and the windows they can do so. But in addition to that, they've been waiting here. They've been waiting with cash. So as a result, you're going to see, you'll see information, oh, you know, high yield bonds are having a huge problem. Yeah, but a lot of that is because of the risk risk-free rate is increasing, not due to the fact that it's Mike's rib shack, right? It's no question Jay's rib shack is going to have a t tougher time. My cost of borrowing has increased, no doubt about that. But, you know, my smarter, my smart brother, Mike, Mike's rib shack, what has he done? He's built up cash, so he's not as hurt as much here. We don't see the ripple effect yet. This is why I've only called this bottom of the sixth inning. I don't call this the seventh inning. No way do I call this the eighth inning. Why? Because we're simply not sure yet. We don't see this shoe dropping. Meaning that we don't see in the bigger, more important markets, the stress level all the way back to the company, not at the bond level. We see it in stocks. We don't see it in bonds. If we see it in bonds, <laughs> we're down what? The equity market is down 25%. Now you understand why Jamie Dimon's saying we could see another 20% easy. Now you can see why the chief investment officer of Guggenheim Partners, which owns Athene amongst others, right? Huge money manager are like, look, the reason that they're saying this is that they know what I'm showing you here. 
that where the big money travels, where the big amounts are, not your 10 shares of Twitter, not your earnings report or, you know, what's going to happen as a result of China lockdown and NVIDIA numerator. No. Irrelevant in the scheme of things. Not completely impertinent, but compared to this, sec that stuff is secondary. We don't see cracks in the fixed income market per se. Not yet. Jay's Rib Shack is still open for the most part. I'm not closed as a result of increased borrowing rates. That's not the reason, not yet. I'm having trouble because my costs are higher. I'm having trouble because of the fact that other people want to eat at, you know, Jill's Rib Shack where her prices are 20% lower because she's not, you know, as good a chef as Jay is. That kind of thing. We don't have it because Jay's Rib Shack has systematically higher borrowing costs and as a result, I've got to go and borrow money and therefore I'm closed. That doesn't seem to have happened yet. That's why we won't see that. We don't see that yet. Not yet. And though... Only when we see those types of stresses occur would I say that we're going to any other innings than the than the sixth inning, which is where we kind of are today. And now you can understand why this is then misplaced. Right? This is the wrong or this is the bottom line and skipping steps. Right. This is skip this step here, and you, and you, as you all, as you know, mostly know, right? As you mostly know, here skipping steps is a no-no. Right, which is that um, this is not great because of the fact that, as you can see, that. I don't like the fact that people have skipped the transmission level. The transmission spot, right, is, is in fact here. The bond market demand is driving the mortgage rate. The bond market demand drives your mortgage rate. They're telling you higher because what ends up happening is they're scouring the world, scouring the world, right? For different interest rates. Because why? Because to put together their global portfolio. And so for someone to say in isolation, oh, well, you know, it's possible that rates rise, but mortgage rates decline. The time that that would happen, by the way, is the time when all hell has broken loose, right? In other words, that, okay, I don't want to own Jay's Rib Shack. I don't want to own Apple computer bonds. I don't want to own any foreign bonds like, you know, British pound bonds or Germany bonds. I don't want to own J Japanese bonds. So as a result, I'm all the way back down to, okay, I've got nothing else to buy except for U.S. governments or, or mortgage or mortgage securities, yes, then the rate can decline. If that is the state of the world during that situation, tell me what you would say about the rest of the world 
what would it have been? Bad, really bad, right? So this conclusion here, I don't agree with. And very importantly, skipping steps in understanding of how these kinds of conclusions or hot takes get distributed to you, you can understand why I'm sympathetic, empathetic, right? That is tough stuff. That is beyond what you should be. <laughs> hopefully, you have a, hopefully your existence is better than mine, right? Meaning that, you know, I know what this thing says. Hopefully, you've got better things than even think about these transmission mechanisms. That's what I'm here to try to help you understand. Okay. And that brings us to Thursday, <laughs> which Thursday... As you can see here, uh, you know, and I and I would uh, absolutely agree with this, right? Which is, let's just make this a little bit bigger here because, you know, as you all know, I'm not any good at this uh, vid videography and production. And don't ask me to clean it up because that means that, you know, you would have this, uh, you'd have these broadcasts like once every three weeks and they'd be three weeks late which means basically at the pace that the world is changing, that would make the information irrelevant or that the, you know, application would not really work. So let's go here. Rick Reader, BlackRock. So first, a quick explanation. So I've stated that stocks for show, bonds for dough is a saying with a lot of ripple effects, implications. There are implied implications I'm making. One is, didn't, underst didn't understand this to start, right? Didn't realize how big the denominator is. The implication of that is it gives you a feel for how far away retail is. You're in the cheap seats. You, you actually ha haven't entered the stadium. That same thing can't be said about this person. This is the front row, right? This person here is the front row. Make no mistake, right? The, no, the number of times I tell you that the person's in the front row is not very many. This is absolutely the front row, okay? What I've not said until today if you have to choose a single party where the intersection of information for the strategies is the highest, it's probably BlackRock. Uh, because it's not hedge fund manager A because they're talking their book. Uh, this person will have the front row view because when they pick up the phone and call the broker dealer community, the phone doesn't ring twice. It rings once and it's picked up. And if they're looking for information, they get it. And if that's intentionally incorrect information, uh, <laughs> that, that would be a you know relationship ending possibly untruth. In other words, the quality of information they get is immediate and it's the highest quality, period. That's the front row of the biggest markets. When this person tells you then it was the, one of the craziest days, you should take note. And I noticed it, of course. Let's review.
what actually happened. So, uh, look, we're, we're gonna we're gonna pause on that because I'm not, I'm not correctly set up. The let up to him was that, at, and he continued with this second article here, which is the the classic bond and stock and the stock and bond mix no longer makes sense. Do this as inflation source as BlackRock reader. So you know. A couple of things here. Number one is where was this article? Uh, because you could have say, said the same article in January. You can re- There's a reason for timestamps here on Jay's Corner. Jay's Corner was started as a result of January of 2021. Because of the fact that the time that GameStop and you've had these leverage hedge fund and you've had crypto going wild, that the relationship, the mixes didn't work then there were cracks in these relationships then jay's corner then started that that's the bottom line right i saw that these were not working and that was then a long set of complicated videos hurricane Henri, the glue the way that portfolios actually get built i'm trying to give get you out of into the stadium and not still waiting entry for your ticket in this cheap seats. Here it is here. You can see what BlackRock's Rick Reader says. So this is the head of fixed income. Head. <laughs> right. So Chief Investment Officer of Global Fixed Income. Okay. In other words, this is the front row. No, it's undisputed. Might be better off with 40-60 portfolio. That is a portfolio that 40 stock, 40% to stocks and 60 to bonds. So today's not investment advice, right? There's a reason I'm sitting over here with this, the disclaimers below my name. This is exactly in line then. This is the logical conclusion to the fact that something's broken. Meaning that Jay's Corner, why I started Jay's Corner. That the relationship got screwed up that they're not behaving in the traditional way. Prior videos here have told, pointed about how CalPERS worst 12 month rolling period in decades. Why? Because of this, this mix no longer making sense. Now, does that mean it was academically wrong to start? No. No, no, I, I didn't say that, right? Because BlackRock is running 60, 40. In fact, they're internally, to give you an idea on how complicated the location is, right? Inside the firm are other ETFs, which are LifePath, which I have reviewed for you here on the newsletter and other locations, that they, they're more than 60, 40. Nevertheless, this is live here, and he tells you that this, that 4060 may make sense. And now you can see it here. I think of in the near term, 4060 makes sense if you can get yields at these levels. Adding that insurance companies, pension funds, endowments, and others can easily earn a yield of 5 to 6% from a portfolio of short dated bonds with some high yield assets mixed in. Aha. And now you see it, a couple of things, which is I've stated here that, you know, the ripple effect, one of the ripple effect is, is the persons who've been sitting on cash, the day has arrived. To Mr. X, 
who didn't for whatever set of reasons, right? Because of the fact that the denominator was so low, it had driven money into risky securities. There is nothing else. Tina. With interest rates this much higher, however, now as a result, not only is NPV lower, real estate, risky assets, stocks, but in addition to that, what you have is a reallocation. Meaning now, right, the big investors, insurance companies, pension fund, endowment, other institutional investors, not your next door neighbor, unless your next door neighbor is Mark Zuckerberg. That they're using the techniques that I've described, right? The hurricane, the curve, modern portfolio theory, linear algebra, these, and you don't have to know how they, how it actually works. You need to know that this framework exists. And the professional market is using this framework, not your report of earnings to say, well, we think that X is going to make $10 a share going into 2024. You see how that's not showing up in here? <laughs> There's a reason for it, right? They're, they may be looking at the earnings per share on aggregate, on an aggregated number one individual line item, three individual line. No, that's not showing up here. Point here, insurance companies, pension fund endowments and other institutions can easily earn five to 6% portfolio of short dated bonds with. Now, does this mean guaranteed? No, no, it doesn't. Does this mean that it exists? Yes. Does it, the, the problem here for individuals is you don't get access at these at the levels necessarily as being quoted here so I, to give you an idea right the reason that the that stock transparency and the ticker you see rolling at the bottom of cnbc bloomberg etc tv it makes you feel like you're on the front row in the fixed income market you cannot access Ford two-year bonds at the market price. That is unavailable to you. Okay. In other words, BlackRock gets it. BlackRock calls and says, I want to buy a 10-year General Motors bond. Tell me the yield to maturity. They're going to call five people. They're going to all, and four of them are going to be basically a tie. A tie. If they're off, they're going to be off by pennies on a hundred dollars pennies and by pennies i'm not talking about more than 10 10 10 cents on a hundred dollars that's the accuracy this party is going to receive your accuracy is not going to be dollar are going to be dollars apart on a hundred to give you an idea on how far away from the actual information price that you are as an individual back here so rick reader even this person in the front row right 
in the front row, says that Thursday was the one of the craziest days of his career. Let's take a look at this. So it is not going to be interesting to you to just look at the stock action of what happened on Thursday. That is going to be insufficient. That is going to be insufficient information here. And I'm going to show you why here. 1043. <laughs> I'm going to be done in 17 minutes. <laughs> anyway. On Thursday, on Thursday, what happened is CPI was released. Okay, on Thursday, CPI was released. It was higher than expected, but not to everyone. And you, what you see is this huge red candle right here. Let's make sure that my mouse is, you can see it right here. This big red candle. 8 a.m. during this hour, right in the middle of your screen is this huge red candle. They call those candles. You're sitting under at home, and unless you have a particular, you cannot execute stock trades here at 8 a.m. 8.30 is what time this got released. And what ended up happening is this drop and to give you an idea on how big this drop was, from high to low, 3,600 all the way down to 3,500. Right, so you're talking about, <clears throat> you're talking about 103 out of, 103 divided by 3,600. So in two minutes, <laughs> literally in, in two minutes, what you had is a drop of two odd percent. Okay. When this happens, what end up happening? Well, I'm going to actually show it to you here. Let's see if I can get some competence. Here we go. Let's use this as the thought. Instead, what actually happened in advance of the 830 right buying of put options on the S&P 500 big time buying we saw evidence of that right i'm not going to give you every blow to blow right there <laughs> you don't you don't want to be me because I have to choose kind of, okay, this is too much information. People are lost. Lots of people don't understand what I've said for 45 minutes, right? If I get you in further into the weeds, right? Now you've shut off and now, you've, now you think that, okay, well, I'm just, you know, flexing or whatever, right? And getting away from the general principles. You still have to take away the general principles. What you have here is... CPI released. So what ended up happening? The persons who had puts are hugely in the money. Big. So what do they do? They cash out. How do they cash out? Can they sell their options, the, the, their puts? No, they can't. They can't sell it at 8.30. The market's not open. So what do they do? 
they buy the replicating portfolio. And what's that? They bought the futures. So what does that mean? What in the world does that mean? So deep in the weeds, right? I mean, you're, let's just go over here. Let's just call it Black Jewels. So I'm going to show it to you here. Right in here is the is this well-known formula or well-ish known formula. So here it is, right? <clears throat> so, and I've shown this on throughout Jay's Corner and you don't have to be able to do the math. The point is, is they bought options where the C radically increased. Me, and over here, what this stuff on the right-hand side is, is other ways of creating the replicating portfolio, right? I could buy a can of minestrone soup from Progresso, my favorite, or I could be a chef, buy every ingredient, add up the price and compare the price of all the ingredients compared to my, my can. And if I find a dislocation here, I can short one and buy the other. That, can, that is what Wall Street does. That is what the front row does. The front row doesn't have insider information because then that creates a problem that they are in legal trouble. Instead, what they are doing is they're comparing the Progresso soup market price to the sum of all the ingredients. People don't understand this right from the beginning. You can see it here. So what they do? They already own the soup, the puts. They can't execute and go the other way because the market's not open yet. So what do they do? They hedged off their exposure and how they do that? They buy, buy S&P futures. And what ended up happening? What ended up happening, right? Ding. Green arrow. They start to cover, right? They've made their money. They start to cover. They start to cover madly. And now all of a sudden, what ends up happening? Now markets open. Now the markets open, 9.30 opens. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We had a terror, and Numeratorville goes, hey, we had a terrible number. Why is the market higher? I don't know. The VIX is lower. Why is it VIX lower? Well, the VIX is lower because these persons, when the market opens, they then sell their puts. And now you see it. And and now you'll see the observation out there for you, you know, markets jocks. Bad CPI, why is VIX down? Because these persons here on this top row sold their options. That's selling volatility. So as a result, what ended up happening? You add this and now and then you've got my favorite video on Jay's Corner, which is the Pulp Fiction video. Catch up. Papa, baby, Papa, tomato, baby, tomato, mama, tomato, baby, tomato.
Baby Tomatoes lagging behind because they were in Numeratorville and they're worried about CPI. So maybe they were underweight. And now all of a sudden, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. The market's not lower. What is going on here? Bang, catch up. And that's your explanation. Fuel to the fire from other sources, which have now, and you can now understand why you would be a head scratcher, why this could be a head scratcher. So far, you people are removed from the dynamic that this is even possible set of events. What, your takeaway, what, everything's all better now? <laughs> or, oh, we've, you know, it's already gone down far enough. What? That That is nowhere here on this explanation. This is my point, right? Is that the narrative, you can see how frustrated, how aggravated I must be all day, right? I'm like sitting there looking at the press, sitting there listening to this or that, reading things on my ticker on my news, news screen, seeing these sound bites come out and hot takes. And I'm like, oh my, what in the world is being told? Because if that's your one single singular takeaway, boy, it's a lot better just to be aware of the fact that there are these other dynamics sitting out there, right? And so, oh, I have so what? So now we'll get to false credit and false blame. On so many different levels, it's dizzying, and this is why it's the one of the craziest days, right? Is that we've had this same report. <clears throat> right, this is no different than it was a, a month ago. Inflation running hot, higher than expectation. Fed, Fed saying, "Look, we're not lowering, and we're not going to be, you know, you know, wash your wash the word pivot out of your mouth." Basically, is basically what the Fed has said. That's not different than it was a, a month ago. What is different, however, was this this reaction. Right, so somebody bought these puts in size and that did happen. There was evidence of that. And now basically that leaves you with the bottom three lines here and I'm gonna highlight them. Oh, well the technical said I should have bought the 200 day moving. What? That, you know, or even you can see, <laughs> I'm like almost speechless, right? I, I'm almost speechless here. And, and there's a reason for that speechlessness, right? Because of the fact that I'm sitting there watching other videos or watching people's explanations of, you know, how, you know, this is a buying opportunity or this, that, or the other. I'm like, how how is that possible that anything is really actually different, right? How is it actually possible that it's something's actually different? Well, let's just let's just see, and I'm and I'm fumbling around here, and I realize that, but I'm going to show you this, right? Yeah. disciple of Buffett and London is you define a circle of confidence and you stay within it. 
You know, <laughs> you know, we did some research that Look at we've been down 20%, right? We've had 10 bear markets back to 1950. If you would have gotten in the day that the market went down 20%, one year later, you were up on average 15%, and you were up 70% of the time. Up three years, it's been up 90% of the time, and you've been up 10%. Uh, on average over that time period. People that, that can be patient, now is a good time to get into this market. The quarterly earnings season, which is the middle of July, I think that's when we'll start to see that a lot of the concerns that people are priced into this market have been overblown. Oh, yeah? <laughs> we had not proceeded down to the next in set of innings yet. Right. This is not a person who, you know, this is, I didn't say this person's dumb. Right. Raymond James, that's totally fine. Private client group, you know, for strategy. Okay. For, for those who can be patient. Okay. Well, that, that is true. Maybe. Maybe. Except. This is your spot now. Right, which is why, you know, both the Rick Reader point about, you know, 4060 maybe is pertinent. True. We'll get to the punchline, of course. But now you follow this idea and now you can understand my pushback on the whole, well, it's not your, not, Timing the market, it's time in the market. Okay, well, time in the market, now you can see you're in the top panel. And that presumed you didn't have to take any extra money out along the way. Because you're absolutely here on the on book value B on the right. So, yeah. You know, that's fine for the... for for you if this money is sitting out here in the coffee can for 20 years 20 not it it doesn't work even for 10 years now right because look how far up you now need to go right this year alone right the market's got to return 42.9 percent from this spot basically in order for you to get to where you were in january so what's going to end up happening, right? You're going to have some, even on this day, right? Even on this great day that you saw up, up, wow, up. 5% reversal didn't actually help your balance over here. Why? Because you needed to go up to 40%. So yeah, it was up 5%. That's true. I'm not disputing that. It was up 5% on that moment, right? That is true. But it went up 5% on what? On what basis, right? Let's just go over there. Yeah, it went up 5%. That is correct. 
if I were competent, then I would, uh, you know, be able to wheel around quicklier. Quicklier, I'm making, I'm making up words, too. Let's just see. I'm going to Mr. X. Or I'm attempting to go to Mr. X, I should say. And not being successful. Here. Right, because now this one, this was a hundred. Right, it's now seventy-five, and for, you know, if you are not running a disciplined portfolio, very disciplined. Right, this is seventy-five is can be good. Right, this is can be good. Because if you own Snapchat from the you know the middle of 2021 to today right tesla is down 50 percent from the high 50 percent okay and nothing wrong with tesla i'm not necessarily making it tesla specific facebook netflix google only apple only apple so far so now what you have here is yeah that's fine you could be on behind your pulpit and say, okay, well, you know, it's your time in the market. It's not timing the market, it's not timing. That makes theoretical sense. Only if these numbers here, that for example, this top bar read 40, maybe, maybe. 30, okay. This is why I've been saying that generation, my generation, right, is actually in a very tough spot. Monday, I'm going to be have I'm actually hosting a dinner. You can send me an email if you can make it to this dinner that I'm buying. But what's happening here is that over here is now this basically, and you can see it. People know this, and yet you get hit with this information or this advice to you know guidance. And that's why I started those YouTube shorts going, yeah, that may sound fine in theory. That may sound fine on average. You know, that doesn't matter too much when, at, you know, when this is what's going on. How much time I got left? I'm already over time. All right, so... What am I looking for going forward? Okay. What am I looking forward to going forward? Uh, you know, I've still... So, and oh yeah, by the way, that's not the full aftermath, right? Because on Friday, we gave it this everything straight back. Straight back down. <laughs> right? To basically right where we were prior to the CPI written announcement. You can see it here. Let's back up. As I've said to people, we're trying, the market is a mechanism to find the fair market price for my coffee mug. And as I said a week ago, when you keep going down, if you keep probing down here, right, you are still, 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 still at the red. Oops. Maybe people think that's the improvement is to turn off the camera, right? Um, you are still, still, still. You are no better than the red arrow. Given you're no better than the red arrow, what do you think I'm going to say about this? 
yours this is still the red arrow which means that now the pre the pandemic liftoff points and you can see this debate here 3278 3200 and then again down lower 3000 yeah and what has happened here is the is that without being a without a crystal ball what has happened here since you're at the red arrow and now we've got some a bunch of crazy events that blue curve on the right is lower i didn't say it shifted it's just still it's just lower because why the possible scenarios has widened no one said this is by time this is by event right there's no x-axis at the bottom saying day hour week month no this has to do with by event right i'm not plugging in a time specific matter this is why i'm not changing it from sixth inning to seventh to eighth to ninth on a periodic basis no it's based on the information new information that is coming what information do we not want to see well there's lots of well here here's what i would say okay so i've not this is not up on a youtube video uh not yet mm, probably not going to make on a youtube no what i mean is it's not up on the Substack yet right i've not to people in the stable comprehensive financial planning clients etc they have seen have heard what i no, nothing should really be a surprise here and then it kind of becomes a question of whether or not the person on the other end of the line can understand what jay is saying right and so that basically is my role right is to try to bring persons up to the point where okay this is a enough information so you can understand where what and where and why i'm reasoning a particular fin overall financial strategy for someone what you see here though is the following okay so now i'm going to tell you what i'm going to be looking for the headlines come back to this number one is this so this is Jay's Ribshack and a bunch of different things that I've said over the last few weeks. Be sure to watch the other videos. I, I can't tell peer persons, you know, I can't download everything. I, there, there's no way in one video I'm going to download everything, right? That's not possible, right? We'll have like some 50-hour video and I'll still have missed points. Let's go to Jay's Ribshack. Here's the issue. So I told you that what happens when Jay's Ribshack, the enterprise value is 200 because I've borrowed 100 in the bond market and I've sold 100 of stock. Not 100 shares, $100 worth of stock. And let's say I sold it at $2 a share. So 50 shares. Okay. So now the value of my enterprise equals 100 plus is, is equals 200 right which is the borrowing of 100 and the equity okay wall street bet says hey you know jay's ribs are awesome 
you know, and, you know, he's an insider and he owns like, you know, 10, 10 shares at $2. So he's going to be rich. So he's trying to push up the stock. Okay, fine. However, other professionals are looking at Jay's rib shag and go, you know, this guy can't cook his way out of a paper bag. What does he do? He starts to do what? He says, okay, you know, Jay's Rib Shack's shares at $2, that's too high. And now let's just say that what ends up happening, Wall Street Bets talks about the stock. Stock goes to, to six, six, eight. That's me. Right? Diamond Hands, Hoddle, Hold On For Dear Life, they bought. They pushed it from two to eight. Professors are like, wait a minute. <laughs> Jay can't cook his way out of a paper bag. It, this thing ain't worth eight. What do they do? Short the stock. Or buy puts. Same difference. And then what else? and you know then the stock starts going down and now the bonds also start to also start the bonds start to, de to decline. And in the the Rick readers of the world can call and I'm not calling BlackRock I'm just talking about the professional market they can observe the fact that the bonds are no longer worth 100 but in fact they're worth 70. So this professional, what does that professional do? The professional buys the bond, shorts the stock. Why would they do that? Why? Because bonds get paid first. Stocks left for the rest. They looked at the stock. They're like, you know, Jay can't, Jay can't cook his way out of a paper bag. Eight is too high. Yeah, but so why don't I take, they still like Jay's Rib Shack because Jay's Rib Shack is built on real estate in Beverly Hills. So if, the company goes bankrupt, the land is worth 105. I get to buy at 70. Because this guy, the stock person, gets left at zero. The bonds get 100. This is another example of how far away you are from the front row. Right? In 10 minutes. This is, in fact, what has happened. Because Jay's Rib Shack can be called Bed Bath & Beyond. Here. This is what happened. Right. That the persons can, the observant, with the right information, could have absolutely done this. And in fact, Jay's Rib Shack down here on these rows, this is what happened at Bed Bath & Beyond. 
Best Buy desperate to show, hold on. Oh, guess where this also just happened? AMC. Who 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 just recently issued Apes APE ticker APE. My point here is if you think you have some edge, <laughs> right? If you oh I bought I bought Bed Bath and Beyond because you know I saw it on Reddit. <laughs> I I. I, I did my due diligence and I looked at the balance sheet. Behind the scenes, there's this whole other set of mechanics. And unless you, right, because this person over here, if the bonds, if the bonds were trading at, at 110, the conclusion's entirely different here. See what I'm saying? You don't even have this piece of information. Professional markets does. Professional market is not the stockbroker at your show. No. Now you can understand why I've made that statement throughout Jay's corner, right? Which is the definition of the cheap seats here. Sorry, strip mall broker, you're still in the cheap seats. You're not. Until you can understand, until you can actually read. Tell it to me off the top of your head with how this can happen without a script. Cheap seats at best, at best. This is what's happening in individual stocks. Why am I bringing it up here? Because we've started to see this story here and the issue is going to be is that if we're... I'm looking for is some wider spread activity of this stuff happening. That is entirely possible. That I'm going to be looking for these weird pieces of information tucked away where other people aren't looking. Why is that? Because I'm looking for stuff like this to say, okay, and that now you can understand. Thank you for the people who have stayed why I end up talking about this this graph here first. I'll know there's systematic problems if I see this this blue line here start to spike way higher. This one I can explain. This was a panic as a result of COVID. I'm talking about these other heights. This is still not terrible. This is still not terrible. You can see it. This is taking us further back. Still not far, far back enough, by the way. Right? So you can see what ends up happening here. I'm looking for cracks. And the crack I'm looking for is because I know that the Mr. X, the Jay's rib shacks are out there. I'm seeing if that dent is going to push into here. If it pushes into here... Now, again, now you can see back to then why this why this can get worse. Right? That he's already backed off from 60-40 to 40-60. Person in the front row. It's going to be tough. Now, last, last thing. Um... You'll see in England, you'll see in England, 
this set of information. So <clears throat> for persons who have seen Jay's Corner, I had an interview with the chairman of Goldcore out of Dublin Island. The first question I asked him, I'm like, what in the world is going on in Great Britain? And <clears throat> over the last week, last Wednesday, this market, the fixed income market in the UK, a certain inflation guilt bond dropped by, what, 18% in a day. That is not good. And the reason it's not good is because, again, another example of how, of your cheap seatness. Not yet in the stadium. You're not. I've stead stocks for show, bonds for dough, and I part of the other ripple effects is foreign exchange is the very close, is the conjoined twin of bonds. Right? And the reason I've st stated that, the reason I've stated that is because of what? Because this thing down here The cost of borrowing affects other countries and their currency. We go back to here, and what do we see? We see the UK had to reverse course entirely. That's less than confidence-inspiring. Punchline here, and we'll, <clears throat> the second thing I'm looking for, I find it almost impossible that the UK is alone. No way. Almost no chance that the UK is alone as the singular isolated incident where they have off, not told to you financial agreements in order to plug problems in long-term liabilities. And that was created by the fact that R was too low, artificially pushed, by central bank intervention. This, what you see here, is the natural ripple effect of undoing it. Why does that matter here to your 10 shares of Twitter? Because over here, that ripple effect is to here. Someone's going to have to sell winners in order to pay for losses that may have occurred as have occurred in other markets, like here. The idea that these are independent of each other, unrelated to each other, is a no. That, that's not possible. Okay. The person in Singapore managing foreign exchange, it's not only one person, their huge foreign exchange balances, right, is scouring the world. They're noticing these differences. If they can get the return using a different mix, yeah, it is entirely logical of how they've done this. That the rebalancing has occur is occurring here. Right? 40 to 40, 60, or worse. No one said 40, 60 is the limit either. And you can see because of the fact that the other institutional investors can earn this higher yield, 
The reason this matters to retail is because if those persons make this decision, how is how's the path? How is the path? Right? Oh, I'm in for stocks for the long run. Yeah? Who's going to be buying stocks in order to put... But since you're in there, right? And now you're my, you're now down to minus 30. You need 42.9. You need buyers to push to get the recovery. And now, stocks for the long run. Annuities are... Right? And now you can understand that from the jump, from the very, very, very beginning, right? The idea that, oh, well, in every situation, I should just be 100% stocks. And all of this other stuff here is like, you know, complete trash. Or, you know, mud balls beans thrown at these other rows because stocks outperform in every situation. How about this? They've happened to un outperform. That I grant you. That I grant you. But they've under they've outperformed because of the fact that the denominator was contorted down, unnaturally down. And now that inflation is here, now the cat, the worms crawl out and the cat's out of the bag. The other parties have made promises in pension in, around the world, pushing foreign exchange around as well. So what I'm looking for, ultimately, I'm looking for the next step before we go to the seventh inning. And we're not there. And you can now understand why I just cannot possibly say that we are in the seventh inning. Is that the ripple effect can continue to ripple effect into here and therefore reduce some of the paths for recovery. Right? In other words, what you can easily have is, let's just presume for the moment Right. Let's presume for the moment that you don't have a rush back into stocks because these institutional investors are going to hang out here at 4060. As, the, as you can see, someone in the front row is telling you is already occurring. Well, if they're meeting their liabilities, how are you going to go on the upward path here, given the fact you're still here at the red arrow. Well over the allotted time of 60 minutes. I knew that. I knew that. Like, subscribe, share this kind of stuff. And you know, you don't have to know every last moment, every last detail. You really don't. I'm not suggesting to you that you had to follow every thing that I said. If you command and just stay disciplined about the realizing you're here at the red arrow. And this formula is running the show, period. 
the amount of noise you're told in narratives, you know, by the bottom, you, you know, you outperform in the next month on the month, you know, what, what? Right? None of that stuff matters to you. None of that stuff matters to you. Why? Because ultimately, ultimately you're, you know, you're here. I'm here to try to, to, to get you away from the noise so you can focus on the total amount in green. All right. Have a good rest of the weekend, everybody. Crazy weekends on Saturdays and Sundays this year. Wolverine's finally playing up to par. Finally up to par. I was getting worried. Cowboy's outperforming. We'll see if we can keep it going. All right. Thanks, everybody.